Yeah, you might have seen a photo on the front page of one of the newspapers this morning of Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers out having a jog on a bush trail over the weekend near his home in Brisbane. What is on his mind? Well, undoubtedly, the conundrum of presenting a a positive first budget as Treasurer for the new ALP government, despite some, well, very gloomy predictions. He's promising that it's a, quote, solid, simple and sensible budget suited for the times. But are there more than a few challenges to be faced? There sure are, both right now and into the future. The forecasts are, well, really tough times ahead. Rising interest rates, inflation, a downturn in the global economy. And meanwhile, the Reserve Bank is now saying the nation's house prices, property prices, will fall possibly by 20% by the end of 2024. That would represent the largest hit to the property market since the early 80s and strip billions from, well, at least on paper wealth of households. Peter Ryan is the ABC's senior business correspondent. He has been doing this for, well, he's got more than 30 years experience. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Cassie. Yes, I was actually just uh, having a bit of a quick uh, mental calculation about how many budgets I've been to, and I think it's it's at least twenty. Um, there might be a few more, but um, yeah, <laughs> they they the, the whole uh, thing has changed over the years. But some things never change, such as the uh, the photo opportunities that you mentioned there with Jim Chalmers on the front page of the Australian. But also remember after the uh, twenty fourteen budget, where um, Joe Hockey and Matthias Corman were caught. Um, <laughs> Uh, smoking cigars. That was one of those um, photo opportunities that yeah. the minders definitely didn't want. Yeah, that wasn't a good look, wasn't it? They looked pretty pleased with themselves, chuffing away on these cheroots while, yeah, some difficult times were, were being faced by much of the population. So huge challenges for Jim Chalmers. He looks calm and he looks he looks uh, like he's got his game face on. But yeah, I mean, where do you start with, with what he's facing? Well, uh, anyone who's been listening to Jim Chalmers or Anthony Albanese uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, maybe even longer, have known that he's been managing expectations big time. Um, Going back maybe three or four weeks, we've been hearing about um, economic storm clouds uh, in his uh, statement on the economy um, a few months after being elected. Um, And that's continued uh, given the escalating war in Ukraine, uh, what that means for a potential uh, wider war in Europe and, of course, rising inflation, what central banks are doing. And Jim Chalmers got a pretty good idea when he went to uh, Washington for the um, uh, G20 and World Bank meetings where he um, got to rub shoulders with some big players like Jerome Powell from the US Federal Reserve and also some historic figures like um, the former... British PM Liz Truss and her one-time <laughs> Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng, who are now very grim parts of history. So he's been uh, making sure that people have been softened up for a budget that they've been thinking a lot about how they can actually uh, cut waste um, and not rely on that constant stream of revenue that's coming from tax receipts from uh, commodity exports, because while that's strong, he's saying it's not going to be lasting. Yes, we, while we may think our situation is, you know, dire in parts, it's nothing like the British economy and the problems they're facing. So at least we can be thankful for that. So to to let's just zero in on inflation. Uh, now this is expected to continue. How much? And and is this unusual uh, for a budget to be having to factor in inflation like this? 
Well, um, all budgets, the first thing that most people go to are the key economic parameters, you know, GDP, inflation, unemployment, wage price index, etc. But we've known uh, from uh, Treasury forecasts and also from the Reserve Bank, the Reserve Bank, for example, predicting that uh, annual inflation will hit 7.75% uh, by the end of the year. Just last week, uh, Jim Chalmers signalled that it'll probably be a little bit higher than that. But we will um, actually be unusual be getting a bit of an update because on Wednesday the latest um, uh, consumer price index or inflation data will be out on uh, Wednesday morning. So the day after the budget we'll get a real update on where inflation's heading. Currently sitting at 6.1% um, over the year, likely to go up to around about 7%. So that will really be confirmation of what we'll be seeing in the budget. But it's the first time in decades that a treasurer has had to do well present a budget with this kind of backdrop. Yeah, and and also take into account that it wasn't really all that long ago that inflation was low. It was sitting below the Reserve Bank's target band of two two to three percent for some time, even in the years right after the global financial crisis and uh, the Reserve Bank was criticised for having inflation too low. People should uh, uh, be careful what they wish for because it's now surging and and doesn't look like coming down to even 5.5% by midway next year. And that's probably the best case scenario. And when you look at the the impact that we're seeing from these terrible floods in uh, New South Wales and Victoria, and as we get closer to summer, the likelihood of more weather events, that's going to be really uh, locking in those supply uh, constraints that we saw during the pandemic, where simply anyone who's been to the supermarkets probably noticed there are fewer fruit and vegetables around on the shelves, fewer options. Well, that's because um, delivery trucks just can't get through. Yes, and um, just last week we were talking to the head of Ausveg who was telling us about, you know, these crops in the fields that they can't bring in and they can't even get some of the equipment out there because it's too wet and, you know, just a nightmare for that when we actually had seen uh, fruit and veg prices dropping. But, of course, that leads on to so many other parts of the economy as well. What what about the house uh, and unit prices? Now, the property market has been through this spectacular rise and now it's turning around the other way. But the RBA's prediction, 20% down by the end of 2024. Now, some people will say, well, you know, it, it was, they were just ridiculous rises that we saw. What's the more broad view? Well, um, late on Friday last week, the Reserve Bank released a freedom of information request about where the RBA sees house prices heading. And the answer is that uh, depending on which economist you believe quoted from within the Reserve Bank under those FOIs is that uh, property prices could fall by as much as 20% by the end of 2024. And these uh, documents show the RBA believes uh, we have this sharp rise in interest rates that the RBA is implementing at the moment. And that means rising repayments uh, for people who've, who've borrowed a lot of money to, to buy housing will have a direct impact. And probably just going through that FOI, the best case scenario is that prices uh, will have fallen by about 11% by mid next year before stabilising. But this is where the context is really important because we saw a real estate prices, say for example in Sydney, um, rising by around 20% 
in 2021. So very, very unusual price rises in a single year. So uh, this is about price values coming back to earth after that incredible increase uh, during that period where a lot of people on paper have made a lot of money. But the reality is that for people who bought in the top of that market, took out very big mortgages, could find themselves in difficulty. And then you get into that scenario where if you have people who get into mortgage distress and someone loses a job or a marriage breaks up um, and people can't afford, you know, the situation. And and, and that's because some people might end up being what's known as negative equity, where the size of their mortgage exceeds the value of the property. I had a chat last week with the outgoing chair of APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, Wayne Byers, and he acknowledges that there will be patches of mortgage stress out there. Um, You know, APRA's job is to oversee around about $8 trillion worth of assets, you know, in banks, superannuation um, and insurance companies. But he he says that on the the outskirts, there there will be some people who will lose their homes because they won't be able to handle those higher repayments. So there is going to be a lot of pain in addition to the the rising Mm. inflation we're seeing. Yeah. And imagine the stress of all of that. And you really have to feel for people who bought on the promise that interest rates we're going to stay low for up to four years. And wasn't a, well, yeah, not, not, not a promise, not a promise. Yeah, okay, as such. fair it was, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because not everyone's like me who gets sitting around looking at what the, what the Reserve Bank Governor says, but Philip Lowe made these comments at a time when it looked as though um, inflation was under control, inflation hadn't started rising. And it was a signal that, you know, probably could have been interpreted by some people, but it definitely wasn't an assurance that rates would stay low. But of course, some people have taken that as a view that we'll be fine with yeah. those high mortgages for a while. Yeah, that, that's right. And, you know, there is uh, there was nuance in what he said at the time, but ha- perhaps uh, the message was um, louder that people yeah. heard than what he was actually saying. And and if you had gone out big and, and bought at the top of the market and perhaps you're in a, a business, a small business or something that's going to be doing it tough, you know, that's a that's really difficult. That's a hugely difficult time. And you're right, we'll, we'll see people um, losing um, more than just their houses, you know, maybe even their businesses too. If some of this does turn out in the worst case scenario as being predicted. Peter, um, here's another aspect to this. Now, yeah, the cuts that the government is talking about making, it's going to have to. Where, how, the, there's a bit of talk about, uh, you know, the wellbeing factor. What are you expecting? Well, this budget will contain a wellbeing um, uh, segment, uh, and we haven't seen that before, although it's become a common um, factor in New Zealand, where this segment will be looking at the um, the social impact of what the government does and its economic blueprints or budgets or strategies. And I think that's really important at the moment because people, given what we've been through over the last two or three years with the pandemic, but even before that, the way that government decisions impact every everyday lives, inflation's either too low or it's too high. You're having more um, weather events or natural disasters. It's becoming um, much more difficult to go to the supermarket without, um, uh, you know, feeling a bit stressed when you see what it all adds up to or putting petrol in the car. So I think this is going to be a really interesting and important part of the budget that will help in humanising the budget. Because as I said before, I'm in a position where I look at these things all the time. But 
what what does it mean to, to regular people? And I think that one of the good things about this budget will be that hopefully the messages will get in a more digestible and jargon-free way to average people. Yeah, well, wouldn't that be a gift? Peter, yeah. <laughs> you could be done out of a job. Well, I've been spending my uh, my whole career just about trying to sort of um, decipher through the jargon and make things accessible for general audiences. Yes, so um, we we don't want them to go too far and put me out of a job, but I think, I think seriously, it is a good thing that if they actually, you know, move closer towards bringing people close to the budget. And interestingly, with the Reserve Bank Governor, people are certainly paying a lot more attention to what he says these days. And and to the Reserve Bank's credit, they speak in uh, they speak English more more than they used to in in the last few years. So we've seen that change very much under Philip Lowe as Reserve Bank Governor. Mm-hmm. Well, you certainly won't be out of a job. Jane on the text line says we need to hear more from Peter Ryan. Always succinct and cuts through. There you go. Was that my was that my mum on the text line again? <laughs> No, that is a very discerning ABC Radio Sydney listener uh, telling the truth as it is. Peter, all right, well, we'll be watching. Are you getting locked up tomorrow? Not for um, any criminal matter, but because of the budget? (laughs) Well, uh, yes, uh, we'll be we'll be attending the lockup, and uh, since the pandemic, the lockups haven't occurred in Canberra. We used to all go to Canberra for the big lockup at Parliament House, but the lockups uh, there are, are limited these days. So we'll be on a floor at the, the ABC at Ultimo in Sydney, and. Uh, won't have that uh, that glamour of uh, getting around Parliament House or seeing people you only see once or twice yeah, a year and I'll right. sit to someone at the weekend. feels a little bit like sitting an HSC exam, <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe a bit less stress. Yeah, your hardest working day and everyone you ever knew that you wanted to catch up with. I'm sure it's a challenge getting that, that right, but different these days. Okay, well, we'll check back in with you, Peter. Thank you so much. Thanks, Cassie. Peter Ryan, ABC Sydney Senior Business Correspondent uh, on what we might expect. And, yeah, it does seem like there's a challenge ahead, but there are some some bright spots, including, uh, we didn't get to it actually, some of the employment figures, uh, which are startlingly low uh, unemployment, which is good in, in Sydney. Some other parts uh, aren't so good around the around the country, including actually in the north of the state, where that's understandable, I suppose, with so much disruption um, in in Lismore and the Northern Rivers area, where it is uh, much higher unemployment than other places. That's kind of understandable. In a moment, uh, why is Stevie Wonder's superstition 